0: Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next On Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing guests, guests with an S, because I have a few amazing guests today, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started that also incorporates some self care as well. So, my marketing tip and lifestyle tip of the day is the importance of giving back, um, whether you own a business or you feel passionate to help people, whether they're in need of some services, in need of some just regular help buying their groceries, whatever that is, which we're going to talk more about today on my awesome episode. I think it's so important to do that whenever it feels aligned to you. And the reason I say the importance of alignment, I'm actually working a lot on that these days, is because there's only so many people that you can help and fulfill your day as well. You know, making sure that your cup is filled, so you can fill others' cups. Because if your cup is not filled, how can you fill others, right? So I think it's really important to find ways of giving back. I try to do it at least... I don't know, a couple times a month, um, whether that's donating clothes to the homeless or at the little drop offs or donating some of my services and my time for free for different marketing things. Um, I think there are so many different ways that you can help others. And even if it's as simple as like opening the door when you're going in somewhere and someone's walking out, right? Like it's the littlest things that can make a huge difference in someone's day and also builds your self esteem. So, With that being said, I would love to hear if you start doing more of that. And I think your whole outlook on life is going to be so much more fulfilled, but don't do it out of obligation. Do it because it feels like it's something that you want to do it because it's coming from a good place, not a place of obligation. So um, I'm really excited to bring on three amazing guests today. We have the fabulous Trish. Jill and Allie from the Karen McLean Foundation. They are three amazing moms who lost one of their dearest friends who was also a mom to kids in high school that lost her life to cancer. And they created an amazing organization to help other moms who are going through cancer with kids in high school, zero to 18, with, you know, buying groceries, you know, paying certain bills um, so that they can focus on their health and be present for their family but also getting some support that they need. And it's not, it's not even financial. There's, there's a lot of other things they do as well. So if you are in the Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maine, Vermont, New England area, Connecticut, um, that is where they mainly focus their hub. So I can't wait for you to meet them. Stay tuned.
1: The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.
0: Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Trish, Allie, and Jill, the co-founders, of the Karen McLean Foundation. Hi, ladies. It's so nice to have you here. And I know there's three of you, so I want to go between the three of you so we don't all talk over each other because we have a lot to share. So let's start with Allie because she's right under me here. So Allie, can you discuss a little bit about what the Karen McLean Foundation is? And then we'll move to Trish and then we'll go to (laughs) Jill.
2: Okay. Um uh, well just to give you a little background, the name of it, Karen McLean, is the name of our very close friend that unfortunately got diagnosed at a very young age with cancer. And we were there firsthand, saw her battle. She had very young kids. Her son had just turned one when she diagnosed, and her oldest child, her daughter, was three years old. So unfortunately, when cancer it did not win and after she passed, we would still get together and meet, and we wanted to do something in her honor and in her memory. So instead of maybe like, let's not raise funds to give you know, to American Cancer Society or to do this, let's start something that we can actually give directly to cancer patients, specifically female cancer patients, moms who have younger children under 18. So that's when we actually started to form our plan, and we created the Karen McLean Foundation.
0: I love it. So, Trish, can you chime in and talk about like when it started, like the year it started, and um, more about how you help moms that are going through that for their families?
1: Yeah. So, uh, what we saw firsthand from Karen was, I mean, the village that it truly takes, right? And women, I feel like in these childbearing years, twenties, thirties, forties, you know, your village is your village is already really busy too. Um, So then cancer strikes and we just knew that there was just so many needs of uh, these moms because on top of fighting cancer, you know, they have school and sports and trying to be active with their kids and dinner and cleaning, the list goes on. So we basically year one started, you know, small and we were like, okay, we know that financial burdens are a huge thing so we're like let's help them financially let's help them with grocery delivery so stop and shop peapod has been huge uh house cleaning and meal delivery and so then as the years have gone on we've kind of kept hitting these really wonderful boxes like um we know that the schedule continuing is such a big thing. So now we're, we're start trying to start a program so your kids can still be in their sports. And, you know, we want um, mental wellness for moms. So online yoga programs and uh, the sense of community is huge. Because, again, even though you're surrounded by all these friends that are like, oh, my gosh, how are you feeling? you feel isolated, right? They feel isolated. You're at home alone dealing with cancer. You feel alone. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And
1: even though your best friend's texting you, how you doing today? You're like, you wouldn't get it. So our goal is to connect these moms to other moms who get it. And likewise, family members, you know, we've had moms at events console or hug and really reach out to another mom that had just lost her daughter. And both these moms have gone on being friends because that's something, you know, it's these unique relationships that, you know, you don't just find anywhere. So we're kind of creating this, this community.
0: I love that. Now, Jill, you guys obviously get probably a lot of inquiries. Like how do you guys bet, like who you're going to take on to help in terms of families?
3: We have, we have, quite an extensive list right now of social workers who know what we require to have a recipient. So at the very beginning, they were just kind of throwing anybody with cancer at us uh, when we did get our social workers involved. Uh, But now they know who we're looking for. The moms have to have kids under 18. We have zero financial requirements. You don't need to be low income. You could have a lot of money. We know there's strain on all kinds of families when you have a cancer diagnosis, so we don't look at your bank accounts. The kids under 18 is important living with them in their home. That's, they have to be American citizens or permanent residents of the U.S., and they have to reside in New England in one of the states. And we've also accepted somebody from New York State before because she was Karen's friend when they were going through treatments. Uh so that was our exception. But um yeah, our, our social workers really do a good job of uh weeding out who actually
0: fits the it's, Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think that's so important. Thank you for sharing that because I like, think people that listen, like they probably would just like even I've met somebody they thought was fit, but then I didn't even know all of the things that were required. Right. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. So Allie, let's go back to you. So what are the different ways that you guys offer people to like, how can they contribute? Like, I know you guys do events and you guys do other things. Can you start sharing more about that?
2: So we do, or we have in the past done smaller events throughout the year, but our one yearly big event that actually we started with and the first year, well, we were formed in the year 2014. So that was our first big event, and it was a 5K walk. And we have continuously done that every year, and it's held at Borderland State Park that's in Easton, Massachusetts. And we have then grown it to include like a 5K run. It's a, a long, you know, beautiful little pond and a, a trail run or walk. So that is our main fundraiser. Uh, every year. We have done a gala, we've done a comedy show, we've done just online raffle, we did a circus show. So we try to do different things. But again, our main fundraiser every year is the, the 5k run walk. And that's held usually the second or third weekend in September every year.
0: Love that. And then I know this past year, Trish, you did a cameo with the girl who was on Full House. Well, you guys all did. But Trish, I'm like, so it was like a 90s scene. Like, what goes into planning themes and stuff like that? We, you know, sometimes
1: sometimes we go off of, you know, like the year, like it was our ninth walk. So we thought 90s, you know, this year is going to be our 10th walk. So when we, you know, when we started really thinking about what that means for us, where we've come, where we're going, we were like, you know, we're kind of blazing a trail. We have become one of the biggest resources for women's cancer in New England. Um, There's no other foundation doing what we're doing. Uh, We have hospitals all over New England contacting us. We have Gloria Gemmer contacting us, sending us their people. So when we thought of our 10th year, we're like, you know, we're really doing it. Like we're blazing a trail. We have blazed a trail and we're still blazing a trail. So now we're going with like, you know, this rustic blazing trails theme. Um, but yeah, we usually play off of however we're feeling. You know, we were coming out with our book one year or our book was being written and it had to superhero versus cancer, the children's book. And so that year we did a superhero theme. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really it's depending on what's going on in the foundation
0: year to year. I love that. That was going to be my next question for Jill. So can you talk about the book more? Like what inspired it? How did it come about? All those things.
3: We started it and we were like, this is great. It was like, we were meeting in libraries and we're like, we're going to write a book and we'll have it done in like nine months and it's going to be wonderful. And then it was like two years later, Mm -hmm. we we were like, we should finish the book. So it, it took a long time. We just wanted to help in a different way because we kind of learned through Karen, there's no good literature for your young child to explain in um, like a nice way what your mother is going through without necessarily petrifying, you know, these Mm -hmm. children uh, with either something too graphic or maybe too babyish. So we Mm kind of made like the happy medium uh, to kind of explain it. And it's again, as Trish had mentioned, we had a superhero themed walkathon because the book is superhero themed. So the little girl is explaining what the mother is going to, to her brother using superhero type metaphors and everything is in relation to that to kind of get it accepted by children. Um, but it's a really, it's a really
0: cute book. I love it. I loved it. I got a copy of it. So I loved yeah. it. If you um, share, Allie, where can people get it? Is it on your website? Is it?
2: It is. Um, Yes. So the best way to get it is it is um on our website in the um, shop tab, where we also have other gear, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hat. You can also find the book there too. And all of the proceeds from that, from the sale of any of our merchandise or our book, go directly to our recipients.
0: I love that. That's awesome. I love the Trish you were sharing earlier too about how you help with their groceries and like how you guys do all of that stuff too. Is there like does that seem like the most popular need for them?
1: I would say the most popular box that gets checked is financial, definitely grants, because what we were seeing or what what we know and what we see, right, is. Um, Everything to do with cancer costs so much money, just even going to and from to Boston or the medical co-pays or the lunches that you have to eat when you spend the entire day in Boston and and every the, the extra child care. So I think people struggle because like, look, these people, we don't have a ton of equity in our house when we're at this stage of the game. We don't have giant retirement plans to dip into. That, you know, people that get cancer in their 60s, 70s, of course, it's unfortunate. But look, you get a little more, you get a little more squirreled away. And these, these families often don't. I know my husband, if he had to miss a ton of work, forget it. You know, it would be it'd be a tough situation. So money is definitely one thing that is just super important to these families. And we're seeing families tell us that, you know, it's it's helping as they go on into survivorship, right? Their credit's not being ruined. So, you know, if you need a new car, you're still going to get a good interest, rate. I feel like what we're doing kind of trickles down in -hmm. a lot of ways, especially the financial help.
0: I love that. So outside of the walk, Jill, that you guys have come out, what are some other goals you guys have as a team for the coming year? Uh, Well, we always have very lofty goals.
3: <laughs> in, in, in the running of the Karen McCain Foundation in general, it's, um, grants, state grants, federal grants, private grants, just grants. Uh, we're working on that. Uh, we eventually kind of want to have some sort of like a wellness center or someplace where we can bring the community together. So we already are a community. Uh, we have a little bit of a forum going on <laughs> that we're working on also to get people talking, but we want them to be able to come to see us. And maybe we have like a makeup night or a yoga or like bring your kids uh, or things just for the kids and get the teenagers together and and the other kinds of age groups put together and just have a a community space where our recipients and their families can relax.
0: I love that. What goes into like in terms of how long the grant process actually takes? Does it take a long time?
3: I guess, well... Yes and no. It's very structured. So there's an open date, there's a closed date. It's really just writing the bones of the grant. That is the hardest part for a group like us because we don't have a background in grant writing. We did not go to get our bachelor's degrees in grant writing, mm-hmm. and it takes a certain type of um, word to actually get the attention of the businesses to give uh, their money away. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like learning how to finesse grant writing uh, to fit us and the businesses that we are applying through.
0: It's gone you to this far, right? In 10 years. <laughs> that's it, guys. Fuck
2: <laughs> I know sometimes yeah. we we can't believe it ourselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something you should pat yourselves on the back for. It's awesome. So, inspiring. Mm-hmm. We just so, Yeah, go ahead, Trish. I mean, you right.
1: Now, going back to what Jill was saying and I know we all get like um uh, wide-eyed when we think about it, but it's like really we try to we're trying to have a nonprofit kind of for like the modern mom and when we think of that like Called the Karen McLean Foundation Center. Like, can you think? Uh, you know, it would it would just be one of the first of its kind to have and this all inclusive place where women fighting cancer that are moms could go and and you know have a, you know have dinner by a cook one night or all these things that we could possibly think about that could make their life better. And it's so needed, you know. So like Jill said, if we could just figure out because grassroots funding has gotten us this far. But um, our demand, because we've grown now that everyone knows about it, it's so wonderful. But our demand is now it's applications come in weekly. So, you know, the money that used to last us all year, it's it's up, you know, it's it's gone immediately. And we're still all volunteer. Oh, you know, we're still just doing it because we we want to help. But, um, you know, we got to we got to reach higher for the grants and stuff to have the bigger goals happen.
0: For sure. So, what type? Who would be like? Are you guys still doing special like sponsorship packages? Like, like, how can people contribute? Is it like any amount? Like, who would like to take that over?
2: <laughs> well, we do have. Um, even we on our website we have a couple different ways that you can donate, and one of the ways is you could donate monthly. So you automatically put your information in, and it's you know a monthly um, withdrawal from your account or your credit card. Uh, so that's one way to help. We also, in our Helping Hands program, if you wanted to specify that you wanted to do grocery deliveries for a month, two months, you can actually just, you know, donate or quote unquote purchase that and that'll take care of a recipient or house cleaning services for a month, two months, you know, however. So we have different ways that people can donate and for corporate sponsorships, We always ask for that um, for all of our events and the upcoming one, the, the 5K. That's what we ask for, you know, to sponsor our event. They can even have we have the one mile trail mark signs. They can sponsor that so we can have their name at our event. They can have a booth set up at our event. So that's one way for corporate sponsors.
0: Love that. And I remember, too, on the back of the shirts, you guys did that, too, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. yes.
2: You also get the name on the T-shirts. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Super cool. I still have mine, by the way. I love my shirt. So comfy, (laughs) right? So comfy. So So comfy.
2: comfy.
0: So you guys are so amazing. This is so inspiring. So can you share? um, I guess we can each go through each of you. We'll start with Jill. Like, can you share the website link? Know I, do that.
3: <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> okay, All yeah. right. So no. our website is www. And should I spell that or no? Is that yeah? I, I would. One? I yeah, would. Okay, because it's a strange name. So it's strange. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Karen. It's www. c a r i n m a c l e a n foundation.
0: Perfect. And Trish does the social media. So let's hear the social media links, Trish. Uh, so we're on Facebook, um, just putting put in
1: Foundation.com and Instagram. There's nothing else named that. So you'll find us right away. And our emblem is the tree of life. And that's on everything, or I should say our logo.
0: So can't miss us. <laughs> Love it. And Allie, can you share the application? Is it through the website? Can they reach out through email?
2: Yeah, so either one, it is available um, through the website. There is a a tab there, you say apply for assistance, and it actually lists the guidelines and then the actual application.
0: Perfect. And so you sponsorship, can they do that the same way on your website, like the way you were saying? Okay. Yep,
2: they can do that or they can reach out to us by email. Love
0: it. You guys are doing such amazing stuff. I'm so excited that you were here to share with my audience today. Thank you so much for your time. This is so So exciting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene and stay tuned for Who's Next on Scene.